Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Thomas Brown here on the Thomas Vision Podcast. I have to tell you guys, for the people listening in, we are in our brand new podcast studio, and we're really excited about it. And we're also excited about our guest that we have today. They are pastors, officiants, marriage counselors, and I've worked with them several times, but we really haven't gotten a chance to talk because we're always doing a wedding. I'm filming, and as soon as that ceremony's over, I'm going to get either couple shots or reception shots. So why don't you two introduce yourselves for the people who are listening and watching? And I'll go ahead and uh, introduce, well, actually, this is my wonderful wife from the last 33 years. Awesome. Uh, we've actually been together for about 37 years. Uh, Congrats. We dated for a few years uh, prior uh, to getting married. Uh, Lorraine Forrester and I'm Michael Forrester. And, uh, you know, we're just really happy to be here. Uh, Thank today. you so much for coming. So, Definitely. Uh, and we thoroughly enjoy working with you. And like you say, after the wedding, we were both going in different directions. You probably see so. the photographer more than me because the exactly. photographer always gets the shots with you guys, with the yes. couples. Mm-hmm. But so I want to start things off with. Okay. So, you know, I do. A lot, I filmed a lot of toast. I think I, I think right now I, I definitely filmed over 200 weddings. I'm not sure what the mm-hmm. exact number is. But at a lot of toast, you always hear either the best man or the brides, you know, maid of honor or the bridesmaid or the groomsman. Someone will give a toast and they'll mm-hmm. say. And make sure that you never go to bed angry. And I have to tell you, I've been married. We're about to, my wife and I are about to hit 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to talk. I'll talk my wife ear off and she's quiet. So I've learned that sometimes I have to go to bed angry just mm-hmm. so I could be quiet. Uh-huh. And then so I could sleep it off. Yeah. And then, you know, wake up with a, a new perspective, Refreshed. you know. Oh, and so what do you guys take on that? Should you go to bed angry? Should you not go to bed angry? How, how do couples kind of work that out? You know, the, the preference really would be, you know, to be able to resolve the issues before you go to sleep. But that's not going to be in all instances. You know, there are going to be times where you just need to table some issues to the next day. And prayerfully, you'll be able to, you know, get to it early in the day so it's not you know, being uh, thrown into days and days and days mm-hmm. where you're not speaking to each other. Right? But definitely, you know, uh, 24 hours, 48 hours, that's not bad, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. to be able to let things rest and settle for that short period of time and then, you know, uh, readdress it. You know, but we definitely want to get back to it because we don't want these situations compounding, you know, each other. So we definitely want, you want things have the festive. conversation. Exactly. Right? But, and I think, too, sometimes when we have time to think, mm-hmm. you know, the likelihood that we can reach some type of resolve is, you know, heightened. So Yeah. And a lot of times we think we have to settle it right now. We yeah. want everything done now. And what really should happen is that we take a time to step back. Mm-hmm. So we can go to bed not angry or we can be angry and sin not. So the sin mm-hmm would come in when we're not speaking to each other. So we go to bed, we don't speak to each other, we sleep in separate rooms. Mm. That's the thing not to do. Okay. But what we should do, say, we, if we had a big disagreement, what we're going to do is, okay, babe, let's talk about this tomorrow. Let's go ahead and watch a movie. You know, so you put that, like my husband said, you table that. So then you reconnect on the level that you love each other yes. and that you will handle that situation tomorrow. Okay. And, and yeah. you know, one of the things, too, you yeah. know, well, really is a staple of what we do and, you know, our ministry. We always mm-hmm. encourage couples to pray together every mm-hmm. day. 
So in our case, and we always uh, encourage couples to pray at the start of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, most times, you know, because you are, you know, challenged to go ahead mm-hmm. and do it like you should at the start of the day. You know, most of us, you know, we don't want to go into, you know, uh, into prayer, mm-hmm. you know, with that stuff, you know, still in our heart. Yeah. So, you know, we're able to kind of, you know, look at things mm-hmm. a little bit better because, you know, we are uh, supposed to, you know, we connect with prayer every day. So, you know, we always encourage couples. Yeah, that that's also a method mm-hmm. that they can move past a lot of issues. And that's awesome. Cool. And I, I think that is great. And I'm definitely going to, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't have my notepad out, but I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. And so I'm going to go back to my wife and I'm like, man, we are refreshing things today. Uh, so uh, I wanted to ask you guys, I know we uh, have some things that you guys want to uh, touch on as well, but I wanted to talk to you guys about how, well, first, how did you become pastors? What's that story like? You know, my father's a pastor. And uh, also then why weddings why officiate weddings so wow so why pastors um so that was never in my life plan and it wasn't ever in my husband's life plan neither were the things that we encountered during year 9 10 and 11 and that's where we went to hell and we were able to come out of hell and when we came out we realized that it was in God's plan. So I had an assignment from my instructor when I was uh, going to school, going to college. The assignment was to start an organization, a fake organization. And the organization that came to mind, because relationships were weighing heavy on me, was a relationship ministry. And the acronym was ARM, as if you're arming yourself. So shortly after that, long story short, My husband and I went through hell. One of the pastors at our church asked us to teach premarital classes, knowing that we had made it through some stuff. And we committed to doing that. It was a mega church. So we saw about 15 couples every eight weeks. And in that, the couples would come back and ask us us to be their mentors. And we did. And on Saturday morning, we would have five or six couples coming in and out of the house. And our neighbors were wondering what was happening. But ultimately, um, we were licensed and then ordained as ministers. And marriage is our passion because we knew, we made the commitment together that if we were to make it through those years of hell, that we would always avail ourselves to be there for other couples and help them to determine some ways to make it through things. And does doing the counseling help strengthen your marriage? Is it like doing this and working with couples all the time? Does that help? bringing you guys closer together? Well, you know, I would have to say that, you know, because because we do spiritual, you know, counseling, I believe that uh, it does at times, you know, take a toll on our relationship because you're pouring out so much. And if we're not taking the time to refresh and replenish, it can take a toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? So we have to be you know, cognizant of that to make sure that we are doing something to feed our own relationship. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So we do a lot of praying okay. <laughs> and we're together about 24 hours most days. And some days I'll tell him, babe, I need to go to the library, go to the walls. Or he'll tell me, babe, I'm going outside, cut the grass. I'm like, you just cut the grass two days ago. <laughs> so we do take our time out for doing things individually. So, and we have to do that. And we make sure we're intentional about loving each other consistently. 
That's awesome. Well, I know you guys have some things coming up mm -hmm. that you wanted to discuss uh, yes. as well. So mm -hmm. what uh, what exciting workshops you have coming up? So one of the most exciting things that's going to happen in the next couple of months is that we're going to do our CUTE workshop. And CUTE is the acronym. I love acronyms. Uh, it's committed, unmovable, trusting, and exalting and expecting so you can use that e twice but um what we do during those workshops we have couples come in if they are engaged they'll get a certificate that shows that they've been through the six hours of training and when they go to apply for their marriage license they will get a discount on their marriage license so say i think it's in decap county it's 56 or 60 dollars um, you get it for 16 dollars once you go through the training uh, the training consists of those things that may cause problems in a relationship mm -hmm. so of course we talk about communication we help couples to determine some positive ways to communicate. We don't think that it's healthy to be in a relationship and not have some back and forth, some um, issues that you have to discuss because we feel at that point in communication, you're yielding. Mm -hmm. So you're not being true to yourself or true to your mate. So we talk about communication. We talk about how you can fight. We talk about how you can love and how you can keep the love going in your communication. And a lot of people don't realize that part of communication is making love or having sex. So that's one of the reasons that God created that so that we could communicate on a level that we don't communicate with anyone else on. So we definitely talk about communication. We talk about sex. We talk about um, the frequency that's necessary. We talk about the, um, the how do you describe it, when it's good. <laughs> the, uh, we talk about uh, all uh, things concerning sex, whether you're young or whether you're mature, you know, how to keep that um, exciting in the marriage. We talk about forgiveness. A lot of times things go unsaid and undone. And we've counseled people who've been married for over 40 years and they still remember what happened back in 1969, you know. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, before we go on, let, let, mm -hmm. let's touch on mm -hmm. like the communication. Let's yes. kind of touch on each mm -hmm. part. So now when, when, Myself or my wife, I won't mm -hmm. say who. <laughs> oh, really, Google? Stop. <laughs> um, you know, forget to put gas in the car. Yeah. The other one, they, they, we, we shouldn't just yell at them. Like, come on, every yeah. time I'm taking this car out, mm -hmm. you forget to put gas in the right. car. Mm -hmm. How would you guys approach something like that? Well, for me, I think the man should always put the gas in the car. <laughs> oh! <laughs> to think about that, there is, you know, um, sometimes humor is the best way to handle a situation like that, um, where you think of something humorous to say about the gas or something, mm -hmm. how can you say it in such a way that your mate will be receptive to, mm -hmm. I need to do better in doing this, whether it's putting gas in the car, cooking dinner, mm -hmm. you know, leaving the remote in the right place, whatever the case is, you think of how can I say this in a way that they're going to receive it? And I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, that, that's definitely it you know, the, the way that we present mm -hmm. things. And mm -hmm. if we're able to learn to present it with humor, mm -hmm. you know, that's normally the best method. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, grown people, none of us want to be chastised about things that we, mm -hmm. you know, forgotten or yeah. anything like that. And I think we'll be able to, you know, get more mm -hmm. if we can kind of sweeten it up a little bit mm -hmm. in the way that we communicate it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So now the next was a uh, thing you mentioned was intimacy mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yes. Now for I know for some people I know they may grow apart mm-hmm. and things. So yeah. how do you you know go about? And I know you're gonna you know you go mm-hmm. more in depth mm-hmm. in your workshop. Right. But how, how do you just mm-hmm. like kind of start those first steps into mm-hmm. kind of coming back together? So if it's it's two different things, whether you're coming to back together or you're growing apart. First, to prevent growing apart is going to be, of course, the best thing. To implement things that you do on a regular basis where it becomes your habit, it becomes your routine. And that's one thing that a lot of couples miss out on, the fact that we need to create things that make our comfort zone. And then when I'm outside of that comfort zone, then I feel uncomfortable. So I'm trying to get back to it. So if you have a... um, routine. People hate to think about sexual intimacy and routine or scheduling, but that's okay because it it makes sure it helps you to remember to keep it at the forefront of your mind. If my husband and I said, you know what, we're going to make sure that every Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday is our day, you know, then it's going to happen. Tuesday may happen too, but we have those locked in and that's okay. Especially the way we live today, you know, we're doing a hundred different things and unless we put something on the calendar, it may get skipped. So you got to get rid of the kids those days. You get, you find a babysitter or something. Sometimes you get rid of the kids. Sometimes they're just downstairs, (laughs) but turn the music up loud. Mm -hmm. So so you know, that's real. That's real. Got to make time for each other. And it's very good to uh, keep in mind that spontaneity is definitely uh, something that should be welcomed when it comes to intimacy. Um, It is a very serious part of our relationship, whether we are um, in our younger years or older years, we have to make sure that it's happening and we shouldn't get set in our ways where, oh, that's okay. It doesn't matter. But then what's different between that relationship and you and another friend, you know, if you're not intimate. And, you know, to your point uh, earlier, in terms of our uh, maintaining Mm -hmm. is better than trying to repair, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, uh, oftentimes what happens when the the divide is there, Mm -hmm. it's much harder to, uh, much harder to bridge it, Mm -hmm. you know, than just, you know, doing, even if it requires that scheduling, right, right, to, you Mm -hmm. know, keep it intact. So, you -hmm. know, it's always important to maintain Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, try to repair. Yes. All right. Well, no, all right. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited about this yeah. one. I'm, I'm learning. So yeah. what's next? So in addition to the um, those topics yeah. that we'll be talking about, we also talk about finances during the workshop. We talk about spirituality. There are a lot of different beliefs and people are connecting even though they have different beliefs. So right, we, we got to go back to this finance. We yes, got to go back to finance yeah. now. We can't just okay. skip over <laughs> stuff for my podcasters. Yes, I mean, you know, we true. want some, we want them to come to your mm-hmm. podcast. I mean, uh-huh. your workshop as well. Well, but we, we, we got to yeah. hit them with a little bit. So yes. with finance, I, I know finance mm-hmm. can be a struggle for a lot of yes, people. And is. I've heard from now, I'll tell you me, my, my wife was a senior financial analyst for about 18 years. Uh-huh. So she handles all the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I know some of my friends mm-hmm. because they're the man, mm-hmm. but they're not good with money. Right. Mm-hmm. But they won't let their wife, who may be better with the money, mm-hmm. take kind of control of their mm-hmm. books. Yeah. So how do does a couple like that kind of 
mm-hmm. you know, come together and yeah. get on the same page with the finances. Mm-hmm. And he's just not going out buying mm-hmm. big screen TVs, you know, exactly. with their, you know, electric, mm-hmm. you know, electric money. So mm-hmm. let's and talk so about so that's where, again, communication is very important in yeah. finances. And we have different gifts, as you said. One person may be better. The wife may be better at managing finances than the husband is. But that does not negate him from learning. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so and that's where you sit now. Everything concerning your household as husband and wife mm-hmm. should be a conversation, a regular conversation. So when we talk about finances, definitely each of you come to the table with different experiences. One may have everything they wanted growing up and one might have not had a a biscuit, you know. Uh, so you have to come together and figure out where you are and then set some standards for your household and your finances. You talk about what do you want to invest. You talk about, you know, even if the wife is managing or the husband is managing, the other spouse should sit down on a regular basis. So you should have meetings. So exactly. Absolutely. You know, you should definitely have if not uh, bi-weekly, at least monthly, mm-hmm. okay. that you're having that mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, because we had uh, have had several different situations where, God forbid, in these situations it happened, where one of them who was managing the money had everything and they were controlling it, but they were in a position where they couldn't get to it. One person, unfortunately, were was um, in, uh, locked up for like a night or two and then another person uh was in a coma so in those situations your spouse has to know what to do you know you don't need to have to call your spouse's mom to figure out how you're going to pay the mortgage you know so those conversations have to take place so definitely meetings Mm -hmm. all right that's awesome all right so what's next Mm -hmm. so in addition to that we talk about um all those things parenting, uh, family, blending families. And that's a big thing, definitely in our culture today, blending families. So we talk about what's the best, best practices for your household. Yeah. And we have to understand that marriage is not a cookie cutter thing. Of course, you know, yeah. It definitely depends on you and the filters that you bring to the table. So we talk about all those things in the workshop that's going to be on October 6th. Uh, And we do them uh, quarterly, pretty much. Um, So, you know, it's for the pre-married, the seriously engaged, and for the married couples. Uh, In addition to that, my husband and I, as you mentioned, are both wedding officiants. So we're always officiating weddings. I think we have uh, a little short over... A little bit over 600 weddings that we've officiated. That's amazing. We really enjoy it. And doing that, my husband is a minister, I'm a minister, so either of us or both of us together can officiate the ceremonies. And with that being the case, sometimes couples enjoy doing the premarital counseling with us where we meet just with the couples for those six sessions. And then both of us will officiate the ceremony. Uh, When we do that, Though we've done it several times, a lot of guests, friends, and family members come up to us afterwards and say, I've never seen that before. I really like that idea because I'm giving the charge to the bride. My husband's giving the charge to the groom. So we do the officiant services. We also do uh, low-key wedding planning, day of coordinating. Okay. We have been to a lot of weddings that the timing was way off, started an hour or so late. You got people sitting out in the sun for an hour. 
and different things have happened during uh, planning that could have been done a little bit better. So since we've seen so many weddings, we put together a planning team and we have a team of people that come in and help us do either the day of or planning from the first day, whether it's a year out or whatever the case may be. So we do those and we enjoy everything about marriage, period. You know. What? Well, oh yeah, go ahead. No, just gonna add, uh, just kind of going back to the premarital, you know, just uh, uh, oftentimes with guys, you know, we're a little bit apprehensive about, you know, uh, having people in our business and yeah. having those conversations about our relationships, stuff like Ain't that. nothing wrong with me. I don't need no counseling. Right. And, right. Yeah. and, you know, I just want to, you know, just encourage guys, you know, whenever we find ourselves in situations where we need some help, we need to reach out because, you know, oftentimes when we're able to get a, a neutral perspective, you know, it does shed new light on, you know, some things. And, and I think you're right. And I'm not, uh, you know, I guess uh, stereotyping, but I, I think a lot of times when it comes to the counseling, mm-hmm. a lot in a lot of cases, it may be the uh, woman in the relationship that wants to take her husband to counseling. Mm-hmm. So for those instances mm-hmm. where the husband may be reluctant to go, mm-hmm. how can she kind of go about kind of pulling him to, you know, go in that direction and work on themselves? What has worked for us um Normally, when I meet with a woman one-on-one, because her husband decides he doesn't need counseling or he doesn't want counseling. So I will speak with her and give her some things that she can do to help him to buy into it, and not in a manipulative way, but in a way that he sees that there's a need. And a lot of times, the things that I encourage her to change, first and foremost, will encourage him to come in and see what it is all about. Uh, with my husband, oftentimes we share with uh, the wife, if you let him know there's a male there who's been through pretty much anything your husband's been through. So we won't take sides. He will also support, you know, from that perspective. And so a lot of times guys will come into our office. They love the environment. Sometimes the guys come in and, and they're they, just they talking. Come they come in. Yeah. They come in, they come in arms mad. folded. They're mad. They even argued all the way there because he didn't want to be there. And he's thinking, I'm not going to say a word when I get in here. But then they start talking. They feel comfortable because they know that we're not judgmental. We share with them details of our story that make them say, wow, I'm not that bad. So then they feel freer to talk. And oftentimes we get that comment from guys that, wow, this was a lot different than I thought it would be. And um, we give all that praise to God. We have to. We know it's not about what we do, but it's what the vision that God has given us. So the guys come in. They get some information, things they can do. They're heard. A lot of times, as women, we enjoy talking. So when you're talking, you're not listening, right? So a lot of times, even though we mean well, we're not listening. I know my husband may say something to me like, babe, I want this remote, remote to stay right here. And then I'll come along and say, you know what, let's put it over there in that box. And he's like, okay. You know, and then the next thing, he'll tell me, babe, I want this. And I'll say, no, let's do it this way. He'll say, okay. And then six months later, he's like, and my remote and that box and that, you know, and I'm like, I didn't know it was that serious. You know, so we have to learn that when men say it, they mean it. But because they love you, they don't want to argue and fight with you about it. So a lot of times we don't listen. So when men hear that in sessions, they're like, yeah, this is a place that I can talk and be heard. So I think that that's encouraging for a lot of husbands and husbands to be 
And like I said, obviously, like I'm the talker, so you know, I got to learn to listen to my wife <laughs> yeah. a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. especially when it's mm-hmm. like uh, you know taking out that trash. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I'm trying to play some Call of Duty right. or something That's like that. <laughs> yes. What's more important? Right. <laughs> a Call of Duty. No, no, no. <laughs> Time management. Time management. Yeah. So uh, I know. Um, we uh, wanted to definitely touch on those points, but I wanted to learn a little bit more about you guys. Sure. What are you guys uh, outside? And I know you guys are doing a lot with the, yeah. you know, pastoring, uh, officiating, counseling. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys do for fun? Like when you're not mm-hmm. uh, doing weddings. Yeah. And before I answer okay, that, okay, let yeah. me just say this stuff. With the pastoring, I'm going to give you a brief definition. Okay. okay. We're both ordained ministers, which in some uh, religions we are referred to as reverends. Um, some who are not ordained are referred to as ministers. Okay. For us, we're not in church doing the work that we're doing. So people will come to us and they'll say, I don't reverence any man. So that's cool with me. I, I agree. So uh, minister, they are not comfortable with that because they're not affiliated with a church. Why should I call you a minister? So pastor is a person who takes care of God's people. Okay. So that's why we're pastors. We don't have a specific church. Okay. We have a counseling office, but we're not thrown out of shape if you call us Lorraine and Michael or if you call us pastor or minister or reverend, it's up to you. We don't get caught up in the title. I posted, um, my Facebook for a long time had Pastor Lorraine Forrester. Someone repo- reported me and said she's not a pastor. I didn't send my licensing that said I'm a pastor, but I went ahead and took it off because if that was bothering them, I took it off. And then I realized God showed me that some people don't connect with those titles. So... Um, Some people just, just wanted want to, to clarify argue, that, like, yeah. I have to be honest, and but you know that I was nice of you. I would have left it on because you <laughs> are a pastor, and yeah. I and I get mm-hmm. it. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I really wanted to learn more about you mm-hmm. as well, the people, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, behind what you do. So, what is it that you guys like take an interest in outside of? What you guys, and I know it take that takes up a lot of your time as it well. Does, yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, for me, well, I, I really just, you know, when I do have downtime, mm-hmm. I just like to chill at the house, you know, get things. Your homebody? You know, yeah, kind of <laughs> like to get things done around the house, but I have to kind of meet my wife in the middle. She likes to. Uh, well, are you a out. fix-it man, though? Yeah. Or, you, so, yeah. so you like fixing everything yeah, yeah. around the house? And... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy it. And uh, He fixes, he sews, he cooks. <laughs> He fixes cars. Yeah, because you're about to go well, back everything. to your wife. I want to learn yeah, about but, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that, that's stuff you know that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife says, "Well, peace of mind, do it." I said, "Well, I get satisfaction in doing it m- myself." But uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what and I where enjoy are you doing. From? Oh, I- I'm Jamaican. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm a yardie, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, my I'm wife from, and I did a wedding. Yeah, we got to do a wedding in the grill. No, so, oh, what part of Jamaica are you from? I'm from Kingston. Kingston, okay. Harborview. But I, I've been here for... That's on the same uh, island, right? Uh, it's on the... Yeah, same, it's on the yeah, Negril's yeah, on the other side of the uh, island, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, okay. It's on the... Uh, yeah, Negril's on the north coast. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, and the accent right, came right, out. Right. He got excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I've been Your in the music? U.S. for a lot of years. Uh, lo- love reggae music. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, you know, reggae concerts when uh, they're available. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, they have one coming. Uh, Barris Hammond. On the twenty third of this month, so I'm really kind of hoping to. So you know uh, the song. Sorry. It, oh yeah. It's <laughs> all that he can <laughs> say. As a matter of fact, I was listening to that. Uh, 
yesterday. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I'm from New York, so you know we, we was really into reggae yeah. back, especially mm-hmm. back in the days, my high school yeah. days. The, yeah. yeah. But I yeah love reggae. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, uh, she, she loves Frankie Beverly. So okay, every time yes. Frankie is in town, uh, you know, Francie. yeah, yeah, we have to. Do you go yeah, and yeah. see the concert? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's really just kind of like hanging out. I do like hanging out, you know, whenever I can. Yeah. And we do a lot with our kids, too, who are adults now. Uh, We are blessed that they enjoy doing couple-like things, Mm -hmm. and they ask us to come along. So Mm -hmm. whether we're going to Top Golf or whether we're going at their house with some of their couple friends and, you know, just hanging out. So we like to do that, and we like concerts. um, Well, let's let's, let's talk about the golf real quick. Are you guys competitive as a couple Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, golf and things like that? Who won the last game? No, you guys bowl because my wife and I we like bowling and we're competitive when we bowl against each other. Yeah, I want to win. Okay, you know. Oh, and well, I will say this in in terms of like sporting mm-hmm. things like that, I'm not very competitive. Not okay. like that. But when it comes to let's say board games, things of that okay. nature, scrabble, scrabble, like scrabble with, yeah, yeah, very, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm oh, a yeah. Jeopardy He's fan. a Jeopardy. The, Are the, you uh, into those games as well? Scrabble, I Scrabble? Am. Yeah. So, so who's uh, the best at Scrabble? He probably wins. I play more. Uh, <laughs> For the fun? He probably wins. You know, win. most of the time he wins by like five points. <laughs> you know? So uh, we do yeah. that. We play space too. Oh, yeah. oh space. man. You yes. lucky? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I didn't bring the cards right here right, right. now. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, the preacher's like, <laughs> cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that's something I didn't but yeah. definitely he, enjoy. He's very competitive with the, space. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I used to. There was a time that I wouldn't be on his team because he'd be so mad at me. But we we definitely enjoy a lot more board games, and he yeah he's very competitive with space. Oh man! Well, one day, one day we're gonna yeah. have to come. I have to bring we my friend from New York. Uh-huh. I have to make you guys renege. Yeah, yeah. See, that would be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but 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 for you, mm-hmm. and then you said you you enjoy mm-hmm. a lot of the things like the board game mm-hmm. thing. Do you have anything yeah. like when you're taking time to yourself mm-hmm. that you like to do? When I was in my early twenties, I said that one day I'm going to get me a guitar. And go sit down in five point points on, you know, where little five points is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sit on a beach and play my guitar. You know, I I oh, enjoy man. so many. Uh, I said beach. Didn't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bench. Oh, I, I, cause, no, I like the beach. Well, yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking, I was like, what yeah. is there? She loves no, the beach. She loves the beach. I love the beach. That's my happy place. So um, Miami, you go there a lot? Um, yes. He's actually, his family lives in Miami okay. now. Yeah. But she loves Destin. Yeah. That's my happy place. Place nice. destiny. So, have you taken taken your gu- guitar on the bench or the beach I yet? I have not. The guitar okay. is in the in the closet, and I haven't I taken it, it out there yet. Years ago. All right, we're gonna Every have to have you back on here. I didn't and say I could actually play it, but I, I <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. If we want to I, do that. I can play it, but you know, that's my dream. But I'm a creative spirit to mm-hmm. say all of that. I enjoy painting. I enjoy you know music concerts. Uh, just hanging out like at Piedmont Park, you know, just being around people. I like to people watch. You know, I'm that person. You know, I can adapt to just about any situation. Yeah. My my daughter and I are into people watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we we're probably not doing it right because we you know we might be talking about <laughs> See? that too. See? So. No, that's not right. I'm just I'm just observing. Yeah. I mean they don't hear us. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> 
But let me tell you, yes. I, I'm so glad that you guys came onto the podcast. Um, if people want to learn more about your mm-hmm. workshop or if people want to follow your journeys, mm-hmm. uh, where can they go? They can find us on Instagram, uh, arm, a.r.m. Uh, they can also find us on Facebook, A Relationship Ministry. Um, our office is located in downtown Stone Mountain. The counseling sessions that we do, we do them either in our offices or we do them via Skype, FaceTime, or Zoom. So we have clients in Hawaii. We have clients in Iraq, um, different places all over the world, all over the United States. Uh, sometimes with military, one may be in one place and the other in another place. And we counsel them um, they can find us pretty much anywhere with the social media or they can um, go to our website, yep. a relationship And I'll ministry. have everything in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And um, thank you guys for being our very first thank you for having guest thank in our you. new podcast room. We thank worked really you. hard on this room. We still have a few more things it. we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to add a few more lights yeah, and things, mm-hmm. but pretty much we are done yeah. and we are just so excited. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys Love for visiting it. us. Thank you. All right, guys. Talk great. to you guys later. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.